0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 28th, 2019. Strong hand. This is where the big boys play. Offended by selling. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. Okay, everyone, check out the links below. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. DisruptMeister.com, TechBalt.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Check out Friday's show. It was awesome this week in Bitcoin. And yesterday's Beyond Bitcoin was a lot of fun also. Now, of course, on Friday, uh, we were talking about the Tether... And Bitfinex story. And I think we really covered everything, but I will bring it up again here today, one final dot time to calm everyone down. It was a FUD fail Friday. The world, <clears throat> people were trying to FUD on Bitcoin, but it failed. You know, we've had the FUD Fridays in the past. It was a failure of the FUD. So, yeah, special guest, uh, Max Hillebrand made his debut on Friday on the show. You, you guys know him. So <clears throat> something that I was thinking about the, the other day and today, how many new Bitcoin are produced or mined every day uh, through Bitcoin mining? At, at this juncture, there are 1,800 new uh, Bitcoin mined every day. Starting in 2020, there will be 900. Then after the 2024 halving, 450 new Bitcoin again, a, a day are mined. Starting at the 2024 halving. For you now, I'm I'm pointing that because there are people out there that you, maybe you I mean there are people out there that definitely have 450 Bitcoin, and to be a per I mean that should be your goal to get I mean if you're a person that's got a lot of Bitcoin or if you're a high net worth individual that can spend a lot of money now, you want to be able to claim after the year 2024. You know what? I have more Bitcoin than it's being than that than it's being produced in one day, and I think that is going to be, it's going to be quite valuable uh, during every halving period. You will be part of the true elite if you have more Bitcoin than being produced in one day. Okay, so let's go. 2028, there will only be 225 new Bitcoin mined uh, per day, starting with the 2028 halving. 2032, 112.5. Bitcoin uh, mined every day. And now let's get to the very important point of the 2036 halving. Okay. Now that is less than 17 years away is 2036. I know it sounds very futuristic. And at that point, there will only be 56.25 new Bitcoin mined every day. So here we are 17 years before then you can own 57 Bitcoin. You can. You can get to that point. Um, instead of buying some property for like, instead of buying a, a rental property for $296,000, you should get 57 Bitcoin. And then there are no, there's no maintenance cost on that 57 Bitcoin. You got to get a Trezor obviously and look, look after it. But if you bought a $296,000 house, there's a lot of maintenance that has to go into it over the next 17 years, Okay. And again, I might be, I'm trying to talk to regular people out there, but again, I'm talking to, to high net worth individuals also. I mean, they might be thinking even they don't want to wait 17 years. They want to get 112 Bitcoin now or 225 Bitcoin now. You're, you're getting you're getting my point here. Okay. So in if you're a young person or someone who's thinking about buying a house, even, maybe you want to put that off a little bit, get your, uh, spend your $300,000 On uh, 57 Bitcoin right now. Maybe you already have some Bitcoin. You don't even have to spend that much. But I'm telling you. If you have 57 Bitcoin. And people have always asked me. Adam, tell me what numbers I need. Tell me how many Bitcoin do I need. Well here, I'm not going to tell you what you need. I'm just going to tell you some facts. That after the 2036 Bitcoin Bitcoin halving. That every day. They're only going to be 56.25 Bitcoin mined every day. So if you have 57. You're going to have more than our mind every day, okay? So, I mean, that that's quite a claim. And I th- that is going to put you in at least, I, I would say this, if, you, if you're if you ahead of the game in terms of owning more Bitcoin during a halving period than, than is mined in a day, then I think you're going to be in the top 10% of net worth in the United States, at least, if not the top 5% or the top 2% or top 1%. Okay. It depends. I mean, I can't make exact predictions, but like right now, if you have 1800 Bitcoin, you're in, (laughs) you're doing, you're in uh, I think at least the top uh, 5% in net net worth in uh, the United States. Okay. And of course, top 10% in terms of net worth, you're vilified in the United States. You're a villain. You want to be a villain pound that like button. Okay. Um, and also I, I've told people, you know, you know, you got to start with one Bitcoin, then move to two Bitcoin, three Bitcoin, 16 Bitcoin, 21 Bitcoin. Well, 21 times three is 63. That's a little bit more than 57. So there you go. Again, if you want to think of it in terms of 21s, as I know a lot of people like to think about, because there's only going to be every 21 million Bitcoin. So if you own 21, that's one millionth of the supply you get, you get the, you get the point. But again, this is a, this is a practice, you know, some people are like 17 years, I got to wait 17. You know, it, It's probably gonna, you're probably be in great shape um, before that 17 year mark. But I, I'm just putting in in perspective for you right now to think, to, you know, to set your goals that in 17 years at that uh, 2032, 2036 having, there's only going to be 62, excuse me, 56.5. Two five Bitcoin mined a day, and then again in the title I said fifty seven because I, I rounded it up, and I want you to have fifty seven. I want you to have more than than the amount that is mined per day after the year twenty thirty six. After the twenty thirty six, having all right. So there's your little in- Colonel Swan Junior just sent twenty bucks. Thank you very much. Bitcoin, Bitcoin rules with no rulers. Pound that like button, baby. You know it, Colonel Swan Junior. Rule. There are rules in Bitcoin. There are rules. There only be twenty-one million of them, um, but there there are no rulers, despite what uh, <laughs> some whack jobs out there tr- try to claim. Um, again, you can claim to be king of Bitcoin if you want to, but you're not the ruler of Bitcoin. You're not. You you're just calling yourself. You're just naming yourself something. And people are free to make any claims they want to. You can't beat math. The rules are based on mathematics. Okay, you you, you can't you can't beat that. All right. So. Moving on, let's let's move to this. So since I talk about something that I really like to talk about a lot, I, th- I think people lo- know that I love to talk about future havings and holding on to your Bitcoin and you know n- numerical uh, reasons to hang on to your Bitcoin. And, uh, I, I, and again, I, I think high net, net worth individuals now, they should know that information. That's something it's pretty simple to understand what I just said, okay? It's simple to understand what that means to own more Bitcoin than is being produced in one day. I mean, that, that is a, that's an accomplishment. That means something. And if you, if some high net worth individuals, they can, uh, they can afford it right now to buy. Uh, well, after the year 2020, they, they can afford to buy 900 Bitcoin right now. They probably can afford to buy 1800 Bitcoin if they want. It. Again, 1800 new Bitcoin produced a day, uh, mined a day as of right now, But after twenty twenty, having it's nine hundred, and then after twenty twenty four, we're getting into real reality there, four fifty. All right, and twenty twenty four is not long. Is what? It's five years away, man. Time flies. So Aaron von Weirdom has this about Bitfinex. So we're going to talk about Bitfinex and Tether. And again, I just want to remind everybody, this really shouldn't matter to anyone. Um, Bitfinex is one exchange. Tether is not Bitcoin. Okay, so. Even if it's like worst case scenario over there, what's it matter? It's a private company and it's, or do you, I mean, you shouldn't be trading. You shouldn't be keeping your Bitcoin there. You shouldn't be holding your wealth in tether. You're completely insane. After all the rumors, after all the years, after Bitfenix was hacked in 2016. Yeah, it was how anyone could keep a, a penny there. Is beyond my understanding, but it's not really as bad. It, I believe it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. So this is what Aaron Van, Aaron Van Weirdum summed it up this way. And this is linked to below. So the underlying issue is not that less Tether was printing money. That was FUD. It's that it had to resort to questionable fiat payment processors. This has been a problem for Bitcoin companies since forever. EG trade hill. It also shows why permissionless finance matters. Yes, it does. So again, they are using a bank or a, a payment processor, or whatever you want to say that is giving them a very hard time. That's not allowing them access to their money. I mean, that's, that's an issue. Obviously that's an issue. Maybe they're going to let them have access to their money. It's not this bank, this payment process. I forgot their name. I don't even care what their darn name is. Um they're lame. They, maybe they lost all the money. Okay. What's that have to do with Bitcoin? Really? What's that? So again, the, the the market has responded. The Bitcoin price is basically what it's been in terms of fiat for the last week. It went down a little bit. Again, I, I'm happy to see that issues like this that people like Bitfinex and other fudsters out there, like the blowout of proportion, just they don't crash the market anymore and that's a sign of maturity. Uh, uh for for the for the big, for the cryptocurrency market for the Bitcoin market but again tether is not Bitcoin Bitfinex is one exchange. Why you would keep uh, any of your bitcoin on that exchange is beyond my understanding why people trade is uh, I, I don't know I think it's impulsive I've, we've gone over this many many times here um but but there are rumors out there that people have tried to re- have been withdrawing money from Bitfinex because they are scared because they don't fully understand this situation. Well, I mean, and, and that's fine. That's fine. They shouldn't have kept their money there in the first place. So we could have a Bitfinex bank run. It has not happened though, as of today. I mean, it's just proof of keys. That's all it is. I mean, this is Trace Mayer encouraged this and he will encourage it again for January 3rd of uh, of 2020. For everyone to get their Bitcoin off of an exchange. Not because there's some rumor out there, just because you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be keeping your stuff there. So there are rumors that people are, are trying to get their Bitfinex. there was a, an address associated with Bitfinex that just moved a lot of Ethereum. And there was one that is another address that moved a lot of Bitcoin. All right. All right. Strong hands. That doesn't matter to us. Because we we have our Bitcoin on our Trezor or our ledger or whatever. Um, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. That's just what this is. Just a reminder of now. So I, I just want to go back to the guy Bitfinex, who for years has been just, I mean, relishing in any new bad news about Tether and Bitfinex. It seems like he he is a guy that sold his Bitcoin for cheap once. I don't know what the guy's issue is. Maybe he works for a competitor. I mean, he did, but – and I think a lot of people out there, that's what they consume. When they hear about Bitfinex and Tether, they, they get the Bitfinex side of the story. Well, Alistair Milne is a guy I quote a lot on this, uh, on this channel, and I, I, I follow him on Twitter. He's a smart guy, and he, he has the other side of the story, okay? He is not a hater of Bitfinex, and he's a trader, and that's his business, whatever. Um, but here's a tweet from him. It is the weekend. Your bank is closed. You cannot move your money. Does this mean you are insolvent? If you tell people that you have money with the bank and are good for it, are you committing fraud? If you borrow funds until Monday to meet obligations, are you committing fraud? And again, he's he's that that story <laughs> represents the situation uh, that he feels is going on with, with Bitfinex now. They, they just can't access their money. Their bank is not letting them access their money. So they borrowed it from Tether. Okay, great. But again, Alistair Milne, he's linked to below, that tweet's linked to below. If you care about this story at all, and frankly, you really shouldn't care about this story very much. I've given it way too much time. Hopefully I will never talk about it again. But if you, for some reason, care about this story, that there's the other side of the story. He gives a, a another, and, you know, Whale Panda also sort of does give, give another side of the story and uh aaron van weird on that tweet i shared below he's pretty impartial about the whole situation too um yeah on thursday i was talking about different cults within the, the bitcoin community and again so you can you can get some pretty some people in bitcoin just go, go a little too wild I like they call everything a scam that that's like a cult almost that's a that's a it's a little corner of Bitcoin. You don't want to become too obsessed with that corner of Bitcoin where you get into like calling every single thing a scam because eventually you're just not very productive. You're just like paranoid about everything. But these little cultish corners, I mean, cult is probably the wrong word, pop up in Bitcoin a lot. And I was talking about them on Thursday's show, linked to below, of course. Um, but the thing I forgot is that I think another, another and, and again, we have guys that are, that are going crazy about you know eating only meat, and again that's healthy to eat only meat. But I, I think uh, some people might take it to a whole new level. Eh? I mean that's not as that's not as bad as calling people scammers. I mean there's there's going to be these little clicks that develop in Bitcoin. Some are more productive than others. Let's say, next one that I predict is going to happen is like the Yang gangers in Bitcoin, just people that are going to be really pro uh, Yang, the guy uh, running for president uh and, and again they're gonna have their reasons they think that if he does this ubi thing it'll inflate the uh united states currency out of existence and so everyone will run the bitcoin so yeah that's that's a that's a little prediction there are gonna be a lot of yang gangers uh in the bitcoin space that'll be a little click of the bitcoin space and it would be mostly a waste of time because you shouldn't worry about who's president you shouldn't you shouldn't get too deep into that stuff. If you care about that kind of stuff though, check out my Saturday show. I that, that's the really the only time I mention uh, such things. And I and I, I of course encourage people not to um not to get into the politics side of things. It's, it's a big waste of time. Learn about Bitcoin. Learn about Bitcoin and just hold on to that Bitcoin. Don't get don't don't get distracted. Sportsmeister.com, my podcaster right there. Maybe you're listening right now uh, to some of my uh, podcasts. Nathaniel Popper has a rumor, uh, and I haven't heard about this since he first posted this on, I think he posted this on Friday. In wake of TD America quietly opening Bitcoin trading for some of its customers, which I, I don't know if that is fully true yet, um, I was just told that ETrade is preparing to begin offering both Bitcoin and Ether trading to its 5 million or so customers. And it's just finalizing a third party to actually hold the coins. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. I haven't heard anything else about that since that dude, uh, Nathaniel, put it out there. But yeah, again, it's just a matter of time before this kind of stuff is on E Trade and uh, and Ameritrade and all that. My advice to you is to actually like own it before it's actually to, it, before it actually happens. Because again, it is possible. That these uh, financial organizations are trying to do this before the 2020 halving, so that you know this might actually happen in the next 12 months or the next 10 months or something like that. And if this, if th- those things actually happen in the next 10 months, if like dudes that trade on E Trade and America Trade or suddenly don't have to go over to Coinbase to buy Bitcoin, it, c- it could make a big difference and it could make you very regretful that you didn't own Bitcoin. Um, all right. Here is a post from Ben Davenport. It says, why Uncle Sam loves proof of stake. Now, I've read the article. It it talks about uh, taxes. And it reminded me of a CoinDesk article that I talked about a while back and that says, Coinbase moves into proof of stake. All right? And uh, experts in the space are pondering. Okay, the recent announcement that Coinbase Custody will offer staking support for Maker, Tezos, and Cosmos. The move means institutional investors will be able to vote on blockchain governance matters directly through their Coinbase accounts. Okay, so I, I'm not a fan of proof of stake or anything like that. I'm not a fan of people thinking they own a crypto when, a, uh, when an exchange, when Coinbase owns it for them. But another catch to this that this guy, Ben Davenport's article woke me up to was that if you stake some coin through Coinbase, okay. And you start earning that coin at Coinbase. Okay. You know, you, you stake a hundred Tezos and you start, and I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just making this up. You start earning one Tezos a day through staking and Coinbase, you know, they give you, and they, and they credit you your one Tezos every time you you earn a Tezos, Tezos through your staking Tezos because Coinbase is staking it th- through them. Well, guess what, dude? Guess what? At the end of that year, Coinbase will tell the United States government how many Tezos you earned, okay, through through them, and you will have to pay taxes on those Tezos. You will. You will. That That is – so that is why the United States government – Loves Coinbase and uh, probably likes proof of stake and encourages uh, companies like Coinbase to to do to do this and keep complete track of it so it's completely reported so there's no doubt about it and you will get a uh, you will get a uh, tax bill in terms of United States dollars because of that and again it's talking about institutional investment. oh it'll it'll be set up cleanly for anyone you might be an individual you might be an institution don't, don't worry if you do it through someone like Coinbase. Uh, they, they manage your Tezos private key and you earn Tezos. They'll, they'll, they'll tell they, they will. That's again, they're not, and they're not going to hide it either, but I I, I don't think a lot, a lot of people aren't going to realize that when they get into this thing. Okay. They're going to be, oh I'm going to, I'm going to earn free Tezos and I'm not going to have to do anything. Coinbase is going to do everything for me. And that's true. They'll also report everything to the United States government and help, uh, Help uh, you get your tax bill, which will be uh, you will have to pay in United States dollars and you'll have to figure out how to do that. All right. So um, that was Ben Davenport. Thank you for that article, um, which which made me uh, extrapolate it and put it back on top of that uh, past article about Coinbase. So must stop Murad. The great one. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He hasn't been on the show for a little while, but we're trying to get him back on. He's very busy. The essence, he says this, the essence of investing and trading is the intelligent and patient preying on the greed, fear, impatience, addiction, and ignorance of the majority. It's definitely Darwinian. (laughs) Yes. So the essence of a, Of investing is the uh intelligent and patient preying on the greed, fear, impatience, addiction, and ignorance of the majority. So the 80%ers being impulsive, making the patient 20%ers wealthy. That's just the way it works. It is definitely Darwinian. Thank you for putting it in that uh in those words, uh, Murad. And oh, two more things here. Jeet, he he says something that's very interesting. Interesting to see that Bitmain is listed as one of the more efficient new mining ASICs. This is contrarian to crypto Twitter. And this is an interesting point. Now, is this what he's referring to? Is it true? Is it true that Bitmain tech is Bitmain is one of the more efficient new mining ASICs? I don't know. I'm not an expert in those things. I'm not a miner, and I really don't care, but what the, the point that he does bring up is that everyone hates on Bitmain. Well, I mean, that is a theme on crypto Twitter, hitting on, hating, hit, hating on Bitmain saying that it's dead. Well, here's one of those, and I have said this before, I don't think Bitmain's dead. And um, they were quite a powerful uh, company, innovative company. Why should they just disappear? Because they didn't have an IPO. Why can't they make a comeback? Just because you hate, uh, just because you dislike uh, Rocketman Wu, just because he was involved with Bcash, doesn't mean that they can't come back and create a good uh, a mining chip there. So, hey, we will, we will see interesting. You, you can't – sometimes crypto Twitter, it just piles on a lot and just um, – it can be wrong. It, it, it can be wrong. The majority can be wrong at times. So you got you to read things. You got to be thoughtful and uh, be careful. Uh, not that that's that important of a thing, but again, for some people, um, some people might be deep into that stuff where it is important to them. Now, uh, moving on. I think this is the final thing. All right, final part. Final part of the show. Very good. So there's that movie that came out <laughs> called Crypto. And it's supposedly not very good. I guess it's not playing at a lot of places. I thought, you know, it can't hurt. At least it might not be the best movie, but people, maybe they'll get inter- interested in cryptocurrency, in Bitcoin because of it. You know, it's, a, it's an adventure movie of some sort. Again, I don't go watch movies. Maybe if it's free, if it's on a, on a on a plane ride in the future, maybe it'll be on there and I'll be able to watch it for free. Although, I mean, I'm paying for the plane ticket. But I, I was notified by someone of an article In of all places, the Baltimore Jewish times. Now, again, as everyone knows, I am Jewish, and I am from Baltimore originally, and I'm in Baltimore right now, uh, partially because of the Jewish holidays, and I have a uh, high school reunion coming up very, very soon. And um, on Saturday, to be specific. And uh, here's the title. (laughs) You should know Zach Weinstein. Uh, and so this guy, Zach Weinstein, now let me, let me preface this by saying the Baltimore Jewish times is a completely fluff publication. Okay. there's it, not real news in it. It's, it's maybe it was a long time ago. I have no idea. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, it, it, it writes about people that <laughs> do things. I mean, they're in just really fluffy, <laughs> Uh, not not newsworthy type of stuff stuff that moms and grandmas might like to read about their uh, grandkids I mean, probably the average reader is like 80 years old now i have no i have no idea it, it's fluff it, it's it's not even mainstream media it, it's like totally fluff but this guy zach weinstein is from he's 28 years old he's from um, Owens Mills, which is a suburb of Baltimore, basically the same suburb that I am from originally. Okay, a Jewish suburb of Baltimore. Uh, he he moved out to Hollywood. He's uh, and he he ended up helping to produce. He's an executive producer, and he's also in this film, Crypto. And and I linked to the the credits for the film also, so you can see he's really in it, and he he really is an executive producer in it. I don't know, and I think the article might exaggerate his role. The article itself doesn't really mention the movie at all. It doesn't say what the movie is about. It just notifies you that oddly enough this movie Crypto <laughs> has a dude that's like, I mean similar very similar background to me in it plays a a role in this movie. He's in it and he is uh, and he helps produce it. Uh, does he have any Bitcoin? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i i don't don't know the guy at all but it is it is weird because he's from um you know I, I i don't hear about in and i mentioned this before in baltimore crypto bitcoin is not big at all it's not big at all so to have this connection to someone who he's again he's not me but if you gave a description of who adam meister adam meister is a jewish guy from the northwest suburbs of, of baltimore Well, there you go. There's a a Jewish guy from northwest suburbs of Baltimore that made this movie. Is in this movie uh, that's not very good apparently, but it deals with Bitcoin. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, There's a side of the crypto movie. You're not going to hear that story about the crypto movie uh, anywhere else. So I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, to this. Maybe I'll find this dude one day. Yeah, I'm going out to LA um, again. Starting a May. Was it May 12th? I'll be back in LA for like two months. So maybe I'll find Zach Weinstein. And no, he's not. I don't think he's related to Harvey Weinstein. No, no. Similar to that. Same last name, not related. All right. (laughs) I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the link section below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. And and click on the squares. I'll see you guys in the chat right now. Bitcoin to the moon.com.